Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another East Tennessee Fishing Report with Ellis Ward. How you doing, Ellis? I am doing well, Marv. How are you? As always, just trying to stay out of trouble, and uh, I have to say I, I laughed on the outside and on the inside when you told me how excited you were for a cloudy day later this week. I, I've actually texted, I, I have clients on Thursday, and the clouds are rolling in Thursday, and it looks like they'll hang for Friday. And I sent them both a screenshot and said that this makes me feel happy. So, yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of blue skies and big sun recently. And not, really nothing major coming. It's just uh, a front that is actually a front. We, we've kind of had some flat barometer abutting a steady rising barometer, and it'll... It, it's been dropping already a little bit today. Um, but yeah, a lot of that combined with the time change and the sun sort of falling at a different angle, flat light, big sun. Um, yeah, it's just been, it's been a period of time where I'm, <laughs> I'm excited for some, some fishy days and, buggy conditions yeah which i know you've been musky fishing because i've been watching your instagram feed but it, i guess this is going to push you back on the trout water a little bit right yeah um i'm really splitting things up right now and you know my personal fishing has been well i've been uh, very fortunately busy on the guiding front and that's that's starting to skew not favoring the musky, but you know, I'm I'm running musky trips now, which that was the plan as of a few years ago. So it's it's nice to be sticking with a plan every once in a while. I, I started doing it last year with my streamer clients who in talking with me developed an interest and and this year have had a couple trips already with uh, new to me and and new to the area, musky anglers. So, um, continuing to you know have have some more trips on the books, but you know some summer summer mousing, doing that until it's it's too cold to be comfortable, um, which is kind of nice because we still have 50, 60, 70 degree days, and it's dark at five thirty. Um, so we're getting a few more of those in and the, you know, standard streamer dry ply trips on the trout water. And then, yeah, trying to, trying to get out to the musky water as much as I can personally. And then, um, put, put a little more attention that way, both with my conversations, because some now, some folks coming to me are, it's, what do you want to do? What's what's the best option? And my answer will, especially as reds start popping up, that, that answer is going to change to let's musky fish as opposed to, hey, this is an option. Well, so you're not going to center pin the middle of the river? Yeah, I'm going to stay away from center pinning the, the middle of the river, but, um, you know, 
to each their own. <laughs> there you go. Well, I've got an interesting question from uh, your new buddy, Fleas and Meat. Uh, he came in with another good one this time around and uh, wanted to get your thoughts on rowing in low water and, you know, what are your suggested techniques and is it similar to, you know, what you do in high water where you try to stay close to the bank? Yeah, he's he's knocking him out of the park. I think mostly because, you know, this, this question we had just talked before we started, I, I was thinking about it from a, a fishing perspective. Um, I think you can also look at that question from from a rowing perspective. Um, but I'll I'll go ahead and attack it until you put me down with the tranquilizer. So from a, a fishing perspective. In low water, it it becomes less about, and, and this this goes for high water as well. The goal, or the we'll say the targets, are areas that have a few things in common. They are near a reasonable food source. Um, the structure is there to protect them from my big thing is herons and ospreys. Um, and there are there are some really cool overlaps with what you see at night, mousing and, you know, you, you low water, high water, where you're catching bigger fish, where you're catching smaller fish, where you're getting full commitment just the reckless eats versus where you're getting the super, super fast swipes. A lot of it can be attributed to, or at least correlated to where trout likely are not going to be munched by an incoming bird of prey. And that same line of thinking goes for at least my approach in low water. Um, you know, per personally, and, and this comes with time on the water, I tend to go to the hot spots and work them a little more thoroughly. I, I think that the fish are going to be more concentrated and, you know, there there's less of the, you know, one of the, the osprey proofings of high water is simply the depth. They can be lurking and, yeah, there's a bunch more structure open the their the playing field or the killing field is is bigger you have so much more water um so it's it's more prey moving around it's also just more places to hide and it's harder for an osprey to pick up a trout that is you know two or three feet under than it is for an osprey to pick up a trout that's not only is it one feet under but you know, that the bottom of the river is the, that's the other side that the osprey can use to be chasing trout. So first thing you look for is going to, is going to be that structure. Um, you can kind of start to narrow in where you want to be rowing based on that. And some of it then has to do with your, your approach. And so if, if you're casting, and, and again, my experience, not universal truth here, but if you're casting bigger flies, looking for bigger fish, 
I tend to start fishing a little more downstream and and picking those pockets way ahead of time versus just meandering down the river and and working a lot of the likely zones. And again, partially it's because those there aren't a lot of likely zones. So you're you're keeping your head. It's a little bit keeping your head on a swivel. You can kind of pick apart some of the pocket water and ripley stuff right above big right above big drops. But you know, my my approach is more staying near the center and you know go sometimes going back and forth across the river and picking up picking out spots but otherwise keeping your head downstream and and saying let's let's get a couple shots on the other side of this ridge before we get over and picked up some great fish doing that um fishing like deep fast water that is adjacent to a bunch of super bony stuff they got to be somewhere and in areas where you know they are in areas that are very clearly shallow clear structure free they're not going to be very far away so if if you have that that heavy fast water it's it's worth it to work that um just just like it's the bank the the bank is a good target because we know it's there but they're you know they're mid-river they're behind boulders weed beds all that stuff the bank's just an easy target and something you can sort of rely on as your anchor point and i think i'll stop there yeah there you go did i tell you i had to get uh, rechargeable batteries for the trank gun I know. I actually, I, I'm able to talk out technology. <laughs> so, you know, folks, uh, we love questions on the articulate fly. You can email them to us. You can DM us on social media, whatever's easiest for you. And if we use your question, I will send you some articulate fly swag. We're going to enter a drawing for two days of fishing with Ellis and a night at the Watauga river lodge. And, you know, Ellis, another thing we, uh, we teased last time when we were talking about before we started recording is, it's going to be a cornucopia of bucktail in your world soon. It smells like it right now. <laughs> I I picked up. Um, I I've kind of been picking up bits and pieces. Um, you know, twenty, thirty, forty here and there. But gun season just opened in Tennessee, North Carolina, and I'm working with a couple different places that'll. Saving the tails and getting to me fresh, and um, yeah, looking like a big year. I, I got an early, I got a jump on it a little bit earlier than I have in years past, and um, I just know a lot more about about the process and about doing it without as much waste and and having a product that has a tire. I'm super proud of. So it's, you know, it takes, it takes time and it'll probably be another couple of weeks before I have them ready to go. But, um, looking at a couple thousand this year. Yeah, there you go. And so folks want to get in touch with you and to get their place in line for bucktails, maybe request a special color, um, or get in touch with you to uh, fish with you. What should they do? Yeah. And I really do the, I don't have like a pricing scheme set for it, but 
I love the custom color requests. I, I've done it since I started doing bucktail. That's kind of a cool side. I don't have time to do a lot of them, but um, that, that's absolutely something that I like to I like to try to hit because I know that whether or not it's important to the fish, it means something to the tire. So uh, best best way to find me is um talk about bucktail trips whatever my cell phone at 513-543-0019 and then you can send messages or just follow along on instagram at ellis ward guides and the website is elliswardflies.com uh well there you go well as i always say folks fall is my favorite time of the year to be out on the water Get out there and catch a few. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Ellis. Appreciate it, Marv.